Hello, ladies and gentle bitches. My name is David Michael. And I'm Michael Carter. And we are Ridiculously Bored. David, we have another country that is added to the list. Oh. Colombia has come on. What is the country? Colombia. Colombia? Yes. So now- The only thing I know about Colombia is fucking Pablo Escobar. Yeah, now we're able to keep our drug dealers and our listeners together for once. (laughs) (laughs) Fan-fucking-tastic. Yes. Uh, Marco, please don't come and stab me for that comment. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How was your week? The week was good. It is now start of the World Cup. Yes. Um, I have. I've, Speaking I've of Colombians. Looking, <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking at the schedule, and, and can you tell me, maybe I, I, I'm missing it. I keep looking for Italy's bracket. I can't seem to find it. Yeah, I think you're going to have a hard time finding <laughs> them this year. <laughs> yeah. well, at least I have, uh, can still root for Australia and the U.S., who everybody is expecting them to come out of their bracket. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I think they'll make it out of the bracket. I would just, uh, I don't know. Are they going to get The U.S. Smoked? never seems to put together a strong enough team to be able to compete. And, I mean, the ironic thing is, it, I mean, for the longest time, it was just Brazil and Italy, like, year after year. And now Italy's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I equate this a little bit more. And, look, I'm not a very big soccer fan, but I equate this to, like, where you see a rookie quarterback start, and they're like, he had 50 touchdowns last year. He also ran for 2,000 yards. He passed for 6,000 yards. And then he just gets pummeled. In the pros. <laughs> so that's how I feel what's going to end up happening with the U.S. is they got there, which is great, but now they're actually with, you know, people who like soccer is their thing. It's not, it's yeah, not their it's, like 12th favorite sport. It's a younger team, too. I think this is the youngest team we've put up in a long time. So we shall see. How was your week? My week was good. Most of it was just getting settled. Man, I mean... Um, I know this is the first world problem, but moving all my shit back to my house and then like setting it up because I have so much like computer and and music equipment that I like took back and forth between here and Denver, so so that was a bit of a of a chore. But uh, and we still don't have the audio working. <laughs> We're having to do a little uh, a little uh, duct tape to get the audio working for this episode. But uh, yeah, we'll hopefully I'll have it fixed by next week or in time for episode one hundred. <laughs> So you pay yeah, right before you go. So you pack up a lot of the electronic equipment as well when you go there? I pack up the portable stuff. Like you know me with my hobbies. Like I can't not like do my hobbies. So um like I have you can see behind me I have like these massive keyboards. Like that shit's not coming with me. Right. But I have some some fairly portable devices that I can still make music on and they don't take up too much room. I can pack them in a bin. And then move them over, so that's fine. But the 500 cables that connect him, them to all my other shit, that's the problem. Yeah, so for, for those who don't know, my friend, our friend GQ, he has, he doesn't have like duplicates of everything. He has like eight of everything, right? So anything he could possibly <laughs> need. What he's done for his two locations is basically when he, because his locations he has to fly to, he basically just gets on with like, you know, a little backpack that has like mm-hmm. one little thing in it and he has everything there that he needs. So he's basically replicated the two locations. So that's where you yeah, need I, to get to. I did leave all my clothes there with very few exceptions. So I now no longer have to pack clothing for, uh, for Colorado, which is awesome. That's uh, good. But if we're actually moving there for a long time, uh, then yeah, we're driving and I'm, I'm packing a bunch of shit. All right, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so last week you had mentioned... <clears throat> you had mentioned cash machine when you were a cashier. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that the cash machine would sp- the the machine you had next to you would spit out the bills, and I yeah. I don't think at the time you said that. I don't think I've ever seen it where the cashier had a machine. I would normally see them open the draw, and maybe I just didn't pay attention to it. Right? I'd normally see them open the draw. They pull out the money, they count it out, and then they run it through a second machine to verify it. So since you mentioned that to me, I went to the bank the other day and I had to go inside because I had to get a bunch of cash. Mm-hmm. I had to pay, you know, the old Italian way. I had to pay somebody who was doing something at my house in cash. Uh, screw you, the IRS. Uh, well, for him, <laughs> I didn't do anything wrong. I paid him what was I was required to. I just want, just want to get that on the record. <laughs> so the, the interesting thing was the person was sitting there. They typed in the amount I wanted and in what mm-hmm. bills. 
the machine spit it out to them, like just mm-hmm. like as if I was getting it from the cash machine. Yeah. They took that, they ran it through a second machine, and then they just gave me the money. And the only thing I was thinking was, you have to realize your job's going away, right? (laughs) (laughs) If this is all that was done by me coming up to you, you have to realize your job is going away. And they didn't ask for ID. Oh, they didn't? Nope. Because I put in my card and I typed in my password. So they didn't even ask for ID because it was a large amount. I figured they would ask for ID. They did not. Yeah. So in 1993, when I was a teller at what used to be Chemical Bank, which is now I think owned by Chase, uh, the only thing missing from that equation was the counter, the counting machine. Right? I had to manually count that shit. So and and the 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 cash machine was notoriously inaccurate. Like, which is the the sole reason for me being there was to ca- was to to count all that shit and make sure it wasn't spitting out too many bills. And most of the time it did. A lot of the time I caught it. Sometimes I didn't. Yeah. I have in all of my years of taking money out of the bank, I think there's only been one time where I was given an extra hundred bucks. Um, I don't think there's ever been a time. I don't think there's ever been a time that I've been short, knock on wood. Um, and one time I did get an extra hundred. Um, and unlike you who got a deposit into your account and your altruistic nature is like, oh, I'll go, t- I'll go tell the bank if they don't fix it in like a week. Fuck that. They lost 100 bucks that day, buddy. <laughs> so quick anybody. update on that. They, they, fig- they figured it out before I, before I was able to go tell them. They figured it out. Like literally the day after we talked about it, I got a reversal in my account for the amount. So I was like, all right, good. They took care of it. So, you know, there's a, a wave of when incorrect deposits happen. And look – I'm not talking about a five thousand dollar one, right? You're not you're not changing name, moving to a different country for five thousand dollars, right? <laughs> but there's ones where people have gotten like one point four million dollars accidentally put into their. See ya, I'm out. And they yeah, they've just liquidated <laughs> it <laughs> immediately, and then the bank has to come after them, and they're like, hey, "You can do what you want. Like it was in my account, and I didn't do anything wrong." And so, I've heard of that happening here and there, but no, a couple thousand yeah, dollars is not going to change gosh, anything. I, I don't, I don't, I hope I never get tested. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what I would exactly. do in that scenario. <laughs> a couple thousand dollars, I'm like, ah, I could care less. But a couple million dollars, I'm like, uh, honey, Guam looks yeah. really good right about now. It, it's, and I'm bringing all the equipment. It is, <laughs> it's very easy to have a view on something until you're in the middle of it, right? Yeah. That's when you really have to decide what am I doing here, right? Like, I would like to think that. I would make the right decision in the moment. I would like to think that. There's no no fucking guarantees yeah, though. There's no guarantees. Um you there so I know this is a hot button topic. Um for when it comes to like pro choice, pro life, things like that, mm-hmm. there's there's this new commercial that's on for I don't know, I think it's clear blue easy. I don't know. It's one of those pregnant home pregnancy tests. And it it's pretty interesting because they're showing all of these scenarios. And the scenarios are like a girl in college, like you can clearly see she's in college, like when she's waiting and she's basically like, I hope this, I hope it's a no, I hope it's a no. And then like some older lady who's trying to have their first kid and she's like, Mm -hmm. please let this time be positive. So it was really interesting to see that Mm -hmm. commercial. I know that's not specifically pro-choice, pro-life, but I thought it was a very interesting commercial on how these can be used for more than just like what you would think. Well... Showing you all the range of what it can be used for. And, and, I, and I've told this story before because I remember when we were trying to have our kids, you know, we bought those tests. And the guy, and I, don't, I still don't know why I said this, the guy was like, I hope the result is whatever you wish the result to be. <laughs> Such a funny thing to say to somebody when you're, you're it's buying It's the politically that. correct answer. Like, you know, you see, you see a lady walk around with a bigger belly. You can't say, well, congratulations. Yeah, no, you don't, you don't say anything. <laughs> um, so does... Um, does Black Friday still hold an allure for you anymore with how, I don't know, basically it was like November 1st, you started hearing about Black Friday deals that you could already get online? Yeah. You know what? It's funny you should bring that up because for me, it was like, at least in the last 10 years, it was like Cyber Monday was a bigger thing for me because I don't go to stores. I refuse to wait in line for anything um, in a store, right? There's just no reason to because you can buy pretty much everything online unless you need it right now there's no reason to actually physically go to a store and then even 
that even goes for for groceries now, right? You got Instacart, you got all Amazon Fresh, you have all those different services that can even go grocery shopping for you. Yeah, I order um, all my heavy stuff to get delivered, so I don't have to carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, with the last three or four weeks, you've been seeing just a ton of Black Friday deals already, particularly on software. Um, I get a lot of emails from software companies where it's like, hey, the software is 50% off from, from now until Black Friday. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Well, so th- there's no longer the wait. It's like, it's the, the retail stores are now like the, they're, they're like the, uh, the, the mom that wants to put the Christmas tree up, like right after Halloween's over. <laughs> they're like, we can't wait. We just can't wait. We have to go, we have to do it now. So correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't one year your family, put up the Christmas tree on Christmas Eve and take it down the day after Christmas. That was, Am I correct yeah, in that, that recollection? Was, <laughs> that was my, my parents. Uh, they, right. they weren't always planners. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> right, so that, that did happen. I was like, I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure that happened. No, um, I'm actually, I think it, it, it went up Christmas Eve. It stayed up until like February. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's well, more we've, we've had those. We've had those too. Yeah. We usually get our Christmas tree up early because, look, I – and I know, like, my friend, the artist, she always say when we were younger, no one respects the bird anymore, right? Like, I, my neighbors already have some Christmas lights up. A couple supermarkets, like, already have all their Christmas decorations. And I'm like, you got to at least wait for Thanksgiving. Like, you got to, like, do it the next fucking day if you want. Though, we've had two beautiful weekends in a row the last few weeks. So I get people putting up their Christmas That's lights when early. You do like, it, yeah. Put it no up guarantee. then. Just, just don't turn it on. Just please don't turn it on. So, <laughs> But we put up our Christmas tree. We make an effort to put it up basically as close to Thanksgiving as soon as it happens as we can because we actually take a, tr- a picture still of the kids, oh, which I think this is going to be the last year that we're able to do that because they've been uh, revolting every year on that. <laughs> so what you can do... If they're going to revolt, now that they care what they look like, you can just take random pictures of them and then like copy paste them into a collage and say, hey, this is going to be the Christmas card if you don't take a fucking picture. Well, that, you know, one of my friends does that. I'm like, oh, this is a really nice photo. I'm like, did your kids pose for the Christmas card? And she's like, no. She's like, we were on vacation. We, we got them to take a photo. And she's like, and we're using that as a Christmas card. She's like, they want to be assholes. I'll be an asshole. She's like, <laughs> she's like I'm winning. <laughs> All right. So, Last week, I made a prediction, and it came true the very next day. Do you remember what that prediction was? Trump 2024? Yes, yes. Yes. And there's so much good shit to talk about around that topic for a whole host of reasons. All right? So so we'll we'll start with Twitter. All right? I don't know if you heard this, but as of yesterday, the people have spoken. Elon Musk put out a poll and allowed people to vote as to whether or not he should unblock Donald Trump. And I know he is a no, right? He still does not have access? Uh, they approved it. And he oh, said, they did? He said the people have spoken. I don't know if he's been given his access back, but it's going to happen probably in the next few days if, if, okay. if it hasn't happened already. Hey, good for him. Welcome back, Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. So, so strike one up for freedom of speech, all right? Remember, freedom of speech is not freedom from consequences. That's correct. <laughs> we'll continue to say that until we die. Um, but more importantly, QAnon. All right, we couldn't go this far, this long without talking about QAnon and Donald Trump in the same episode. QAnon is losing their minds. All right, and not in a good way. Yes, I. Uh, you you pointed out some things to me. This is definitely your story. Um, but I think it was something about why is he even running because the end of the world's coming or something like some stuff. No, like that. it's it's actually so the long-standing QAnon belief has been that Donald Trump didn't really lose the last election. It's been a puppet government, and we're all just watching a TV show. And Joe Biden is an actor, and Kamala Harris is an actor, and all that stuff is happening. But Donald Trump is really running things behind the scenes, right? So the minute he announces that he's going to run in 2024, you can imagine if you're a QAnon believer, all of a sudden you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you, can't, you can't run for presidency more than twice. If he's already the president, why is he running again? 
<laughs> and the, all of their beliefs have been absolutely just crushed and shattered. And they're, I'm sure they're making up new excuses as we speak, but you know, the, the reality that was, hey, he's still in office, was completely shattered in a 40-minute speech. So after David has QAnon over for Thanksgiving, he'll get the true insight uh, to what's happening here. <laughs> it's just, and it's one of those things. So, like, there has been a president in the past who, uh, I think it was Grover Cleveland, who had two different terms that were not connected, non-consecutive, right? Right. I also don't understand why... I get that you can't be more than eight years in a row, right? FDR screwed that up because he was in office. Actually, like I don't think years. that's true. If 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 you're VP and you become president when the president dies, I think you can still have two four year terms that you were elected. So you can't be elected more than twice. Let's put it that way. Correct. That's right. So technically, you could actually be president for eleven years, three hundred and sixty four days, right? Technically, yeah. if the guy happens to die on the first day. Correct. Um, so, yeah, you're right. But, and let's face so you it, only Joe, be Joe Biden's twice. got one foot in the grave, so that could <clears throat> yeah. happen. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> think it will be um, somebody killing him as much as him just dying. <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> he's 80 years, I think he's 80 years old this weekend. I saw some octogenarian comments on him that just yeah. happened. So he's it's, the first one to be in his 80s. Coming up. Um, so, it, look, there's, it's happened before, so it, it could happen again. And the country has been so divided over the last few years. So it's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting two, potentially six years coming up, based on how these next two years play out, for sure. Yeah, so. I mean, I just I can't imagine what the next election cycle is going to be like, and how just absolutely turbulent it's going to be, given all the stuff that's going on. I guess it really depends on who's going to run against him. But I mean, think about it this way: he still hasn't like come to grips with the fact that people hated him so much that they would rather vote for a dying man <laughs> than than have him continue in office. I, I don't think he's come to grips with that. And the other thing is we all know how fragile his ego is. So what happens what happens if he loses? Yes, is that's he the just other interesting thing. Absolutely lose his fucking mind like I, I can't wait to get the popcorn ready. I want to see how that unfolds. So, well, well let's back up a little bit, right? It, I think you and I have both considered it a foregone conclusion that he will be the Republican representative. What about if he doesn't even get that? Which is possible, <laughs> right? Like, they have to, that's what the next two years is. They sure. go through and start weeding it yeah. out. That's going to be extremely interesting because you know how, like, you know, some of these people, they do like two of the big polls or two of the, uh, uh, oh my God! I can't. Th- when the people argue in front of each other, debates. debates. They do two two debates, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, this person's got two percent of the votes. They're they're out. This person's out. This person's out. like. What about if one of the early ones he's not getting what he expected? It's going to be interesting. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to uh, to watch the story unfold because uh, I think it's going to be content for ages yeah. for for people think, like you and i <laughs> i think if nothing else this will make david keep popping back for episodes sooner rather than later <laughs> some, some, i'll be the uh, crazy thing will happen i'll be the dennis miller character the news the news updates on uh, yeah. snl <laughs> we have our own wolf blitzer um so how what are the plans for thanksgiving um we're having it here at my house um i've got the kids coming over i've got some uh, some friends coming over that i'm inviting um, it's going to be fairly small, probably, well, I guess it's not small, 10 people, 10, 12 people maybe. So, yeah. uh, yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't be too bad. Um, we're doing, uh, a buddy of mine always sends me a, a smoked turkey every year. Nice. And it's fucking phenomenal. They're not big. They're, they're kind of small. So it's, it, it'll be one of the courses, but we're also going to get like a, like a honey baked ham and, uh, and all the, the sides. Got to have the, the stuffing, got to have the candied yams and all that good shit. Can't wait. How, how do you feel? So you have turkey as one of the options. How do you mm-hmm. feel about the people who aren't serving turkey at all on Thanksgiving? Oh, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm actually not a big turkey fan. These s- smoked turkeys are actually f- phenomenal. Like 
it's made me a believer in turkey again because turkey is like hit or miss it's you know either comes out really good and juicy or just dry to the fucking bone and you just mm-hmm. don't want to have it and you can't put enough gravy on it in order to make well, it taste good there's a third option that you're like this might have salmonella in it like i didn't make, i didn't cook this long <laughs> enough <laughs> so it's just i i, I don't I, I have heard that people that deep fry turkeys i've heard from almost everybody that's done it and it says that it's perfect every time so um but i've also seen enough fucking youtube videos of people dunking a turkey in a deep fryer and then exploding in their face so yes, i'm like the yeah, house is burning me. down yeah I, I don't like turkeys enough to to want to do that and you you know i have a my backyard's already prone to to <laughs> fires <laughs> he's had a couple of those as his wife mentioned again when when uh, the side of the house <laughs> caught on fire yeah. so a couple a couple things so like you know how when you're in a relationship, you, all of a sudden, you, like you become irrelevant to your parents, and obviously, when it becomes your wife, even more so. And then when you have kids, neither of you matter anymore. It's like they go directly to the kids. Right. So my the first Thanksgiving my wife spent with my family, my dad made the normal big you know turkey and all that good stuff. Brings it out. My wife's like, "Oh no, I, thank you. I don't I don't like turkey. I'm not going to have any." So he turned to me and he's like, "Did you know that?" And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, why did you tell me? I'm like, because I, I want turkey. <laughs> and I said, and I know for a fact, if I told you, you would not have made it. Like, you would have just been like, here's, and look, in any Italian household, like, you could remove whatever the main thing is of that meal. Nobody's going hungry, right? No, there's plenty of like, food. Like, there's a fucking pasta course. There's a salad course. There's an antipasta mm-hmm. course. Like, there's enough food for everybody. Uh-huh. And, that's, and that's what my wife does. She fills up on all that other shit. So this year, there was a debate, because it's at, it's at our place, and we invited a few friends. Uh, obviously, my dad's coming over, um, and then I have one guy, you know, I picked up a guy from work who we were, all of us were out the other day, and he was like, I'm like, oh, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? And he was like, nothing. Um, and I was like, wait, wait, didn't you even like work last year on Thanksgiving? He was like, yeah, you know, but I had nothing really to do, so I invited him over, Um because nobody nobody should be alone on Thanksgiving if if you could yeah, avoid it, right? So, so he's coming over as well. So there was a debate with my wife and I on whether or not we make a turkey. And I'm like, look, if if turkey's on the menu, I'm not ordering it. But I'm like, it's the one fucking day that it just feels like it should be out on the table. Mm-hmm. So we're we are making a turkey. Um, I'm also going to make some other things. I'm going to have some stuffed shrimp on the side, things like that for people who want other shit. But I just feel I know it's. I don't know if it's brainwashing. I don't know if it's Norman Rockwell's fault or whatever, but it's that turkey in the middle of the table, that quick photo where everybody's like, ah, and then you go cut it up. I just, I just feel that's needed on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I can, I can, to be honest with it, like I said, if, if these smoked turkeys weren't amazing, I can, I can probably do without it. I'm, I'm a much more um, attuned to ham than I am turkey. Like when, I, I will say this. Um, remember when Boston Market was a thing? Yes. Uh, Which it a, still is. <laughs> it's still around. They closed them all around me, so I, I don't even oh. know if they're still around. Apparently they are. But they all are. the Boston Markets in Phoenix closed for some stupid reason. Um, I would get the turkey like meal like in, like in the summer. Like, you yeah. know, because, you know, it has that kind of like comfort food vibe yes. to it and every once in a while you're like yeah i want cranberries and corn and mashed potatoes so every once in a while it feels really good but for some reason i just i don't know it's just hit or miss with me on on thanksgiving day because there's so much other fucking food mm-hmm. i feel like it's a side dish anyways right because your plate is you you prioritize your food right for me it's the fucking it's the sweet potatoes slash candied yams that's yeah. that's my main portion Right. Everything else is a side to that. No, I, I agree with that. And, you know, and was, as people are taking the turkey, sometimes you're thinking, you don't really say it, but you're like, uh, this is a fucking 20 pound bird. You're going to eat more than that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you better grab some other shit. <laughs> if it's too dry, get more gravy. Um, For sure. So, the, so, yeah, I agree with you. Like, it is, it's definitely a comfort food. And, you know, there's a, a diner near us that every once in a while they put, it's called the gobbler on the menu. Which is a sandwich, but it's like it's legitimately Thanksgiving on it's, a on a yeah. bread. Like there's it's a amazing. couple of restaurants so, that do that here too. Yeah, Those are I'll pretty get good. that once in a while. And the other thing that I've learned over the years is, like I think it was the first Thanksgiving I hosted. I was like, I'm homemaking everything. Like 
even to like the balsamic vinegar that I was using on the salad. Like I took regular vinegar and fucking boiled it down and stuff like that. And then I found out that they also sell it. I'm like, this out, never doing this again. <laughs> made made my own cranberry sauce the first year. And nice. I'm just like, this just isn't as tasty as the one out of the can. Like I think <laughs> Maybe it's look, you. it's possible. <clears throat> if the other stuff I cooked wasn't tasty, I would believe it was just me not doing anything good, but that's very possible. <laughs> the one thing, and I'm giving this as advice to everybody who does this. Change the shape of the fucking one that comes out of the can. <laughs> you can't just plop the can into a tray and leave it like that. <laughs> no, just push it, it down yeah, before it makes it to the table. Do something with it. <laughs> That's the only thing I ask of you. <laughs> so That's awesome. I do love me some cranberries, though. My wife makes a really good um, cranberry, like a homemade cranberry kind of, I don't even know what to call it, chutney. Let's call it a chutney. Okay. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. So happy uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone that uh, that that celebrates Thanksgiving. I know we've got some international listeners. So yes, um, if you don't happy, I don't know what Boxing Day. What 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 do they celebrate? No, bo- Boxing Day is the day after Christmas. Thursday. Oh, okay. This close. Thursday is known as Thursday and Friday. That's what those are. <laughs> happy <laughs> Thursday, everyone. <laughs> Though they could have co opted like you see, like Halloween's an American tradition, and now a mm-hmm. lot of other countries do yeah, celebrate Halloween. For sure. Um, and when we were in Australia, we did do a Thanksgiving dinner. But interestingly enough, well, first of all, I don't know if you've ever tried, probably not. Have you ever tried to buy a turkey in like June? I, you can't buy a fucking turkey anytime no, but Thanksgiving. Yeah, no, definitely. You have to get like a Cornish game hen. That's like the closest yeah, thing you exactly. can get. <laughs> so in Australia, turkey's not really a thing. So we couldn't even get a turkey breast. We couldn't get a turkey, nothing. So we just bought like a... We did that. We bought two Cornish game men's and we made those as our Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, that's awesome. I, I just thought of a, of a Thanksgiving story, I'll tell you, because I'm such a fucking idiot. Go. Um, and yeah, you're, you're not going to argue, are you? you that I'm an idiot? No. no. You just no. let that one go. I was, I was, oh, no, they, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no, please, it was my, no. I want to say it was my sophomore or junior year at, uh, at Arizona State. All right. The first time around, not the, the six-year plan. It was like the true sophomore <laughs> or junior year. I was working at Outback Steakhouse as a cook. And every year on Thanksgiving, we did uh, the turkey bowl. And we would play uh, tackle football against one of the other Outback Steakhouse you know, teams. So okay. all the servers, all the cooks, everybody, we'd form a team, we'd practice, and then we'd meet on Thanksgiving and play tackle football, essentially in the mud. Right, so it was a, it was a fun time, but some people got hurt. Um, the owner, the proprietor of the Outback that I worked for, took us to the restaurant before the game and said, "You got fifteen minutes to drink whatever you want." So 15, we were like, one oh. five? 15. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we we went straight to the bar and we're doing shots of everything, right? So we just absolutely got hammered in fifteen minutes, and then we drove to the game. Yeah, All right. That's smart. We drove to the game and we absolutely wrecked the other team. And I and I'm not, you know, I'm somewhat athletic enough to like play, but I'm not like a a star by any means. I scored two touchdowns. All right. At halftime, we were messing around and somebody tackled me and I felt both my ankles pop. Hey. Okay. But I was so hammered that I did, you know, I'm like, "Oh, that's that's weird, but okay." Played the whole second half. All right. After the game, my buddy and I went to the supermarket and bought a turkey. Said turkey was still frozen. Okay. Brought it home with the anticipation that it would thaw, okay, and we could cook it for for that day, for dinner that day, for Thanksgiving, right? So f- just side note, for anybody who's never defrosted or thawed a turkey – it's like a four or five day process. Yes, so we're aware. <laughs> not a four hour, four or five days. Okay, did not know that. All right, so we passed out, and we're like, "Hey, by the time we let's you know take a nap because we're exhausted and and hungover. By the time we wake up, the turkey will be thawed, and we'll go ahead and we'll we'll have Thanksgiving." <laughs> right? Passed out. I woke up. I went to go stand up, and I immediately fell down flat on my face, and realized at that point in time I had two sprained ankles. Yeah, I sprained both my ankles and played the second half of the football game, tackle football, no less, uh, and did well, by the way, on two sprained ankles. 
Uh, and I'm like, I got to go to the doctor. So we ended up going to like the emergency room and they took x-rays and they're like, yeah, you got two sprained ankles, bud. Gave me crutches. We get back to the house a couple hours later. Turkey's still not defrosted. I'm like, oh, fuck this shit, man. I think we ended up going to like Boston Market or something like that. The, the only thing that turkey was good for that day was as the ice on your ankles. Yes. That would have been the only thing it was good for. <laughs> so oh, did you ever see like in a, in a TV show when – Something happens and people are like, oh my God, I did so great. And then they show like the sober side of it, what happened. Yeah. And it's like completely different. Because look, there's been plenty of times as a non-drinker, there's been plenty of times where I've been out with people and the next day they're like, oh, this happened and that happened and then this. And I'm like, would you like to know what actually happened or what you remember <laughs> happening? I'm like, because they are actually two different things. I know in your mind, you did really well. Yeah. Sobering topic. Um, speaking of sober, Thor. Chris Hemsworth. Yes. He has been filming a, uh, a, uh, a documentary, like a docu-series called Limitless. All right. And it's all about, you know, and, and he's, you know, I mean, in the last 10 years, he's been at the peak of physical fitness, right? So yes. I think they build this quest to learn how to extend the capabilities of the human body, both like aging and physical fitness and all that stuff, right? So during the filming of this, this show, which they're fil still filming now, I believe, um, he got tested and found out that he has two of the markers for Alzheimer's, one from his mom, one from his dad, which increases his likelihood of getting Alzheimer's disease significantly, like 50%. Yeah. All right, don't quote me on that, but enough to where it was like a sobering moment for him. And, and a, and a life-changing moment, as it would turn out, because he has since said that he's going to take a break from acting and spend time with his family. So, so I thought that was interesting because you and I both having had, you know, experience with Alzheimer's, uh, he's fucking young in the peak of physical fitness and and is, is now reevaluating his life. What do you think? Overreaction or no? Um, no, I do think he has to plan. I mean, look, I think he has the money and the ability to just step away, right? right. So that's the one benefit he has, right? Like if if the average Joe who's a worker gets diagnosed with this, they can't be like, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to work anymore, right? So he has that ability to. But the biggest thing and the reason why I got tested because once my mom was diagnosed with it and it can be hereditary, mm -hmm. one of the things I did is I got that baseline testing is because – any of the medicine that they currently have for Alzheimer's, it's no good once you're in the Alzheimer's, in the Alzheimer's right. stage of it. What it right. is good for is slowing the progression right. of the disease in your body. So the fact of the matter is, the fact that he knows now, you can take different precautions, right? Um, similar like when my brother, after my brother had his heart attack and died from it, I started getting some of the heart tests that the insurance normally pushes back on. And I'm like, no, no. I got this in my family now. You have to mm -hmm. allow me to do these tests. And so I'm monitoring that more than somebody who would normally sure, yeah. um, potentially be at the same risk. So I, I think that he knows is, is great. You know, if you remember those old uh, Saturday morning cartoons, they would have those little snippets in the middle where it'd be like, the more you know, and the little shooting star would yeah, happen. Yeah, the stars, yeah. <laughs> For him, he can now at least um, set himself on a path to what do I need to do? And there's... You know, they have some things where they're like, there are different foods that help that progress. Um, there are different ways to do things. You know, don't have high blood pressure, don't have this. So there's all these different mm -hmm. things that he now knows he can adjust to. So, look, I don't – look, any decision anybody makes for their own life, it's it's their choice. But my, my view is it's an extreme reaction, especially if he just disappears, right? Like, that's it. I'm done acting. I'm never going to mm -hmm. do this again. But at the same time, there are some times when I say with some of these celebrities who have made all of this money and have been popular for such a long time where I'm like, why not just go away? Like, just go and fucking live off this shit for the rest of your life and not have to be under all this pressure and the eye of the camera and all that kind of stuff. So, I think there's a, an illusion to being in the spotlight. A lot of people like it. It's like, you know, the reason why everybody's got an Instagram account and is trying to get a million followers. They want to be, want to be popular. Yeah. Um, the only problem I have with his reaction is, you know, you and I both know that Alzheimer's is, is a deterioration of the brain, um, particularly as it affects memory. And 
I think of memory like a muscle. You have to exercise it a lot. And the less you use it, the quicker it deteriorates. I saw this with my dad. The minute he was admitted to the hospital, he declined like significantly because he no longer had the ability to walk around the, the neighborhood and to watch TV and to do all the things that would keep your brain and your mind occupied. So, you know, when I look at him taking a break, I'm like, man, I got to believe acting is probably a great thing to keep your mind going because you're having to memorize things, right? Lines, mm -hmm. you're having to read scripts, you're having to formulate a character and pretend that you are that character. Those are all really good things for your mind to be doing. So my thing was, God, I think you're in one of the better careers to be able to slow down the progression of Alzheimer's. Um, yeah. So, so walking away from that, I, I see that as actually a negative if, if he just decides to sit on the couch and hang out with his kids for the rest of his life. So it's funny about that. You're talking about exercising the, the brain. So when I, when I went for the baseline test, and so that was a, I don't know what they're called, a brain doctor. And sure. then when they gave the information back to my normal doctor, um, my normal general practitioner, she said, one of the things she said to me, she was like, look, she's like, it's good that the results came back as they are, that you don't have any indicators at your mm -hmm. age, you're normal as everybody else. That's also when I got diagnosed with ADHD, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> she's like, but... What you should be doing is exactly what you just said, David. She's like, she's like, do you, if you don't do crossword puzzles, start doing crossword puzzles. She's mm -hmm. like, it's shit like that that she's like keeps your mind thinking, moving, trying to do things. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you're talking more like People Magazine crossword puzzles, right? And I like the New York Times one. <laughs> I don't need to feel stupid at the end of the day either. <laughs> like I don't need that much thinking. So no, yeah, you're right. She said the exact same thing to me. So. Though David plays a doctor on TV, it appears he also does have uh, he does have the stuff. <laughs> well, I, having just gone through that. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so, Michael, it appears that "Am I the Asshole" was was a hit. Yes, I've heard from multiple people in my camps, and and, and now same I've heard as me. from multiple people in your camps. Uh, should we give it another go? We should. the The best comment I heard was. David is is the asshole for not playing this game earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. I did go and curate some uh some new new am I the asshole uh Hold on, I got to find them now. Don't worry, we'll cut this out. Great. You know the Green Power Ranger died. What? Yeah, he committed suicide. I think they think. Now, Where's if the he, I, well, this punch, if he didn't commit suicide, if he didn't, you know, he did die though. If he didn't commit suicide, <laughs> if he committed suicide, it's a whole different topic. It's a whole different discussion. But if he, if he just died, do you think when he died, he's like that battery dying, like Pac-Man? <laughs> you know, I've actually never watched the Power Rangers in my entire Thank life. Thank God, either have I. Couldn't, yeah, I couldn't tell you what their powers are and how they work. It, I, I do liken it to, do you remember when we were kids and they had Voltron? Yes. And Voltron was the five different like robots lions, or lions. people in robots that all, all of a sudden got together and made one big one? Yes. That I had. Um, Power Rangers. I had as a kid, my dad bought me, it wasn't like Voltron, it was like, Coltron, it was a really, really bootleg <laughs> version of it. <laughs> do, do you remember had, in so. the New Rochelle Mall, they had that little curio shop? It was like, I, I don't, I guess you can say it. I can't say it. It was like an Asian shop. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had knockoffs of everything. And we would go there all the time and look at them. And I think they had the actual like Voltron in the window. And it was like super, super expensive. We could never yes. afford it. They had all the different five pieces to it. But it, you're right. It, it was like V-U-L-T. Yeah. R-O-N. You know, it was like Coltron like was $5. Voltron was like $45. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I, had, I had a few knockoff Transformers as well at the time. But so the, the only thing I know about is I'm filibustering while you're pulling up this information. The only thing I know about the Power Rangers is I watched on Netflix. They had the toys that made us as kids. Oh, yeah. And so I, wa I watched all of those. And one of them was on Power Rangers. And even though I didn't give a shit about it, those shows are so interesting that I was watching it. 
And basically, the 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 guy who created them, you know, it's the typical thing you hear where he went to like four or five places, and they were all like, "No, oh, this is it. never going to work. This is never going to work." And then he went and found somebody who the guy Sobal or whatever the, the company's called, and the guy was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, this sounds like a fucking great idea." And they've made billions of dollars yeah. now, yeah, billions. So <laughs> that and Teletubbies. Crazy. Oh, what a fucking disaster that was! And still never understood what Teletubbies are. So I don't. Here was my rule as a kid, and you turned me on to this show because your kids were a little older. And so when my kids were born, we started watching it, is Word World. And for your kids, probably missed Octonaut. I think that was after your kids were very Mm -hmm. young. And there's a few other shows that are extremely, extremely smart Mm -hmm. and educational and still fucking interesting and keeps kids interested in it. So... My kids have never watched fucking the dinosaur. What the hell is his name? Barney. They've Barney. never watched Barney because my sister's kids used to watch it. And I'm like, I, I actually want to jump out of a window. Teletubbies they never watched. Um, Power Rangers, like stuff like that that was just right. so. So half your family being from Australia, the Wiggles. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch the Wiggles? No, we never. It was, we were in between kind of when that happened, I think. I don't know if we oh were too God. late or too early. I don't remember, but. No. That was a huge thing in my house, the Wiggles. I just had somebody ask me at work, knowing that my wife is from Australia, they said, if my kids are only, if they're watching the Wiggles all the time, are they going to grow up with an Australian accent? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, I'm like, you're a moron. <laughs> I'm like, and are you talking to them at any other time? Like, is that the only thing they're hearing? <laughs> And I'm like, uh, I'm going to vote no on that, but I guess I, I will say I do not have any research to back it up, but I'm, I'm going to go you with no. Two reasons why the Wiggles were, <laughs> were catastrophic to me. Okay. Number one, um, yeah, I can still TV. fucking sing the songs. Mm. All right. And, and my daughter's 21. So this is like nine, you know, 16, 17 years ago. That sucks. I still, like, if, if a song came on, I'd be able to sing along with it because I've heard the thing so many fucking times. Well, that's because right. you're still watching it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number two, I gave up my birthday one year because they were in town on my birthday and uh, my daughter wanted to go see them. So I literally gave up the entire day because it, I think we were living in Virginia at the time, just outside of D.C., and like it was a big ordeal to like get to the concert and like actually go there and so yeah i spent my birthday at a wiggles concert live <laughs> one year traumatic. Well, look i think Completely i think any good parent knows that th- their kids come first right and oh, for yeah. birthday stuff like that if it's something that overlaps with something else you're fucked right and, and let's be realistic. None of us want to get any older anyway, so I can, I can yeah, skip exactly. the birthdays. <laughs> but like my friend Stoner, he's really fucked. One of his kids has the same day now as his. And when the kid was born, I'm like, you realize your birthday means nothing going forward, yeah. right? <laughs> like nothing in that household. <laughs> so, all, all right. right. Am I the asshole? Part two. All right. Am I, am I, so this is a good one for, uh, for Thanksgiving. Am I the asshole for requiring a cash deposit to come over to Thanksgiving dinner and uninviting my sister and her husband because they refused to pay it. I'll, I'll, I'll let you comment on that before I give you the story behind that. So, <laughs> all right, hold on. A cash deposit. Is that like, hey, this, so I'm going to give a couple scenarios that are running through my head. Hey, this Thanksgiving is too expensive for just me. I need money from people to help overall. Like everybody chip in. No. Right? So that's part one. It's better if than that. part two is because you're going to fucking wreck the joint, they should just not be invited over. <laughs> what do you got? No, so so here here's the gist. Uh, the the family is heavily political, okay. and every year, um, both sides of the political spectrum are represented at Thanksgiving dinner, and it ends up being an all out fucking war, right? Uh, and it ruins Thanksgiving for everybody every year. So. Uh, so the, the poster says that I wanted to give them a reason to not bring up politics at Thanksgiving dinner, all right? So what she did was she said, everyone has to provide a $500 deposit. 
And they're, they're a fairly wealthy family, so $500 is not a big deal, but big enough to not want to lose it, right? Yep. So everyone gives a $500 deposit. If you don't bring up politics during Thanksgiving, you get it back at the end of the day. <laughs> All right. If you do, we donate it to the other political party. Oof. So if you're a Republican and you bring up politics at dinner, guess what? Democrats are getting a $500 donation. I think that's fucking brilliant. I, do, I actually think it's brilliant. But the question is, can where's the line? Like, can I be like, so Trump said, and then somebody goes, ah, 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 ah. that's going to cost you your deposit. And then I'm like, oh, <laughs> fuck, you're right, you're right, I'm out, I'm out. Or is it just as soon as you mention anything? That is, it, here's the problem. If the number to a, them is not enough, if you're saying it's a good, you know, they make money. If it's a good enough mm-hmm. amount, it's not going to stop anything. And the other side of it is once I slip, I am getting my off. money's yeah. worth. <laughs> so same. I, same. I, 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 I'm going to take a push on this one. I don't think they're the asshole for asking it, but I don't think it's a reasonable thing to do. All right. Well, the, the original question was um, they uninvited their sister and husband because they refused to pay the uh, the five hundred dollar deposit. Look, that's that's actually not the money. That's you're going to make this miserable. I don't want you here. I'm that I'm totally fine with. <laughs> All right, I think we're in agreement. They are not the asshole. I fucking love the idea. I think it's brilliant, and I'm that's mad crazy. that I didn't think of it. <laughs> All right, so here's a funny one from a work environment, and I can relate to this because. I tend to, from a temperature perspective, you know, when controlling the thermostat, I tend to run pretty cold. So I like okay. to keep the temperature in the house roughly around, I don't know, 70 to 72 degrees. Where are you at in your okay. house? I know you run a little bit hotter than me. Well, I like it kept at about 69, 70. Okay. Um, my wife sometimes will request it 69 goes a just bit because higher. you're a child or because that's like, no, no, just good for you. It, it's, it's shocking to me. The difference between the temperature and yes, sixty nine is classic. I'll give you that. But <laughs> uh, Bologna will be very happy listening to this. Bologna now when he's listening, he'd be like, "Yeah, sixty nine. But <laughs> the different, I can feel the difference in that one degree. Like when I'm like, "Did you raise it?" and it, it's at the seventy. Whenever I ask that question, so um, no, it's just the number that works. But all right. So, am I the asshole for tricking a crazy woman in the office into leaving the thermostat set to a reasonable temperature? All right. I'll give oh, you the details in not. a second. Absolutely right, you don't not. Think so. All right. So, um, this female works in her dad's office. Uh, the office is fairly small; is about seven people in it. So, when there's when you know there's not a whole lot of people in the office, the temperatures you know you you could get could get really hot, could get really cold. I don't know. Right, but. Um, there's a uh, there's a lady in the office that refuses to keep the temperature at kind of the predetermined agreed setting, which is around seventy to seventy two. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm okay with if someone were to say, "Hey, like let's you know let's keep it at like sixty eight. All right, I'll get a fucking sweater. Like not a big deal. This lady uh, insists that it be sixty three to sixty five degrees. Absolutely insists has to be. 63 to 65 degrees, will not accept any other compromise. Could care less about anybody else in the office. All right. So the the poster, the person that posted this, had her boyfriend who's somewhat electrically inclined to mess with the thermostat so that it reads about four to five degrees lower than the actual temperature. Yeah, that's perfect. She the, the lady is the asshole. The lady who's like, I only care about myself in this office. Because, though I will say, if if you had to have this fight, I prefer the person go temperature too low than too high. Because when it's like 76 and you're just sitting there sweating, that sucks. So well, it's, it's your old Arizona argument, right? Like in, in New York, I could always put more clothes mm-hmm. on. In Arizona, I could only take so much off. Yeah, <laughs> legally. Um, so a funny story about that is one of my old jobs I worked at, we owned the entire building. And it was a brand new building. So the uh, maintenance guy, the head of maintenance, him and I were talking one day, and I was, I was happened to be saying, I'm like, look, sometimes my office is hot, and it, my office has its own thermostat. So I'm like, I, I try to lower it a little. I don't really feel it get much cooler. So the guy's like, oh, no, you want to hear something interesting? He goes, when this building was designed, he goes, what they actually did was all the thermostats that are in the room tell you the temperature, but if you do up or down, it doesn't change anything. 
Yeah. He's like, but what we've noticed is it makes people feel better that they think they've changed the temperature. Right. He's like, you have zero control. It is only able to be tr- controlled from the maintenance main panel. So I'm like, that's actually pretty funny. So that's how they got rid of it. So people could go and be like, oh, I want it to be 68. They put it down to 68 and nothing actually changed. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> mentally funny. they're like, ah, 68. So same concept. Trick, trick the person into thinking. So the yeah. only downside to it, and she actually puts this in the post, is after her boyfriend rigged the thermostat, they let her put it down to like 63 or 65, but it's really like 69 in the mm-hmm. office. The lady kept on kind of like egging her, being like, see, not so bad. Did you really need to make that big of a fuss over it? it you know, so she kind of has to bite her tongue, knowing that the real temperature is actually closer to 70 degrees. But other than yeah, that, yeah, the lady's know, the asshole. That's the equivalent of giving somebody like a shit pie. They don't need to know <laughs> it's a shit pie if you know it's a shit pie, right? So I'm okay with that. Yeah, that lady's definitely the asshole. All right. Similarly, in the office, I got another one for you. Am I the asshole for throwing away my coworker's sweater? Oh, absolutely. I don't even care what the reason is. Okay. But wait, <laughs> there's All <right>. more. <laughs> All right. So here's the story. Coworker, 55, been working there forever. Again, small office, okay, has a sweater on the back of his chair that uh, he never takes home. It's been there for years, Okay. And over time, the sweater has started to accumulate uh, an odor. Yeah, yeah. A very malodorous odor. I figured this is where it was going to go. Yeah. And in a small office, everybody can smell it except for the dude mm-hmm. that wears it because obviously he's sitting in the stench, so he doesn't realize yes. that it's actually smelly. All right. So they've asked him multiple times, <clears throat> please just you know, even like jokingly like hey you know what that thing's been here a long time you should probably take it home and wash it ha 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 and you know he said no it's fine it doesn't smell everybody else thinks that it smells so one night he gets home or he, he leaves the office after he leaves the office they take the sweater and they confirm that the sweater smells like pure ass mm-hmm. and then they they make it disappear and then he comes back into the office the next day and is absolutely furious and wants to know where his sweater is. The problem there is they've showed their hand because they asked about it for so long, it, it's no longer some accidental thing happened, right? So they're guilty. So a couple questions. I don't... I, I Look, I don't think the person should have just thrown it out. I, I can understand the logic behind it. I still think they're an asshole for throwing it out because there's there's a, a couple stops between the two. Why Take not home and that wash person it. bring it home and wash it? Yes. Right? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Or here's the other thing. If that sweater stinks so much, odds are that guy stinks too because I, it's not like you, you, you add a little layer of stink each day. Right? Like, <laughs> he must stink as well, so I don't know if necessarily getting rid of the sweater helps the issue, but I, I can understand them doing it, but I don't think it's a valid thing to do. But I, I um, Since COVID hit, I have a, a dress shirt in the basement that where I work out of that Look, I only wear it, if I had a guess, I probably have worn it six hours a year for the last three years. So it's on a hook. I take it off when I have mm-hmm. uh, audit committee meetings, which are a little bit more important. I think important. everybody has a, shirt on, right? a sweater slash hoodie that they keep to the side for the, the few chances that it gets cold. And of course, yeah. it never gets washed or it gets washed yes. very seldom. Right, exactly. So like common sense would tell this fucking person to bring it home once in a while and wash it. Mm-hmm. Like that's... That's just common sense. Human nature should kick in at some point. Even if it's not like, oh, this stinks. It's just like, oh, you know what? This has been on the back of my chair for a year now. Maybe I should just wash it. So, um, but I was saying that dress shirt, I, I did actually recently say to myself, yeah, I really should bring this to the dry cleaners. Like, I don't think it stinks, <laughs> but I'm like, I, I basically have used it for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> so It's yeah. dusty. <laughs> Again, the problem, the only problem I have is they played their cards. The people knew... You, ha- you knew somebody did something because you had been asked numerous times to bring it home. Yeah. I- I'm, I'm going to go with there, the asshole, for throwing it away. They should have took it I home, cleaned that. it, and brought it back. And if he was pissed about that, then you know what? Too bad, so sad. But yeah. I well, actually now had let's, an employee let's... once that go was, ahead, ahead. Um, uh, it was a, he was a developer. And uh, he, I think he used to run to work in the morning. So he was a little bit healthy. Uh, but And we had a shower at the office. Mm-hmm. but he refused to actually take a shower. So he would sit and he'd smell like basically B.O. all day long, and then he would run home 
at the end. Of, and, and we're talking like four or five miles. Like we're not talking about like, hey, I'm running around the corner. It's It was a decent run, right? Yeah. So, and people around him were like, I can't, like, I, can't, I just can't sit next to him. He smells like ass. You have to do something. And I, and we didn't have an HR department. So I'm like, fuck, I got to research this man. Cause, cause I've, I've had instances where like, you know, someone clearly has an issue, but you know, you really can't say anything to them because of the nature of the issue and, and, and the, the legalities around it. This was one of those instances where I was good enough friends with her. I'm like, dude, you smell. Like, what the fuck? Go home and take a shower. I, like, made him go home one day and take a shower. So we had a, an issue where some of the – years ago, some of the young girls were wearing, you know, kind of that whale tail type thing where their underwear was sticking out of their clothing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And HR told the partners, they're like, you know, you, you should be the one talking to them in your group. And the guys were oh, like, you out of your lawsuit. fucking Wait, mind? <laughs> We're like, absolutely not. There's no shot of us saying anything to them, period. We're like, if the female partners want to say something, go ahead. I'm like, and I know it's sexist, but I'm like, even if we give the exact same message, I'm like, no fucking shot of us saying something. And they were like, oh, yeah, I guess when you, when you really kind of think about it. Not so only that, just we real, really like it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All for it. You mean tell the other girls they should start doing it, right? Did I misunderstand what you were saying? Uh, so just to go back to the sweater incident, how you can actually turn that from I am the asshole to, oh, I totally understand. You bring it home, you wash it, and it gets fucked up in the wash. Oh. Then you're getting rid of that sweater. Yeah. <laughs> and that's totally just the evidence. Yeah. That is then to- then it's like you're not only not the asshole, but I totally support that decision. Yes. <laughs> All, right. All right. Last one. This one is this one's really interesting because you and I are both parents. Um, we both have sons. So uh I don't I this this one could go either way. So am I the asshole for yelling at my son for using my daughter's makeup? Yes, especially in this day and age. Like, I, I think there's, I think that's a, a difficult discussion to have because, and look, I am, the biggest thing for me is, and I've said this over and over, and, and actually just recently one of my friends, and I won't even say his nickname, one of my friends has told me that their, their daughter has come out, right? She's fully come out mm-hmm. now. She's dating a girl, all that things that go along with it. So, and the, the general comment from all of us, all the guys who were involved in this discussion was, as long as she's happy. Like, that's all I care yeah, about, as long no, as course. she's happy. So the, the, the issue with the, the son using the daughter's makeup is I want to I make sure he doesn't take it from me that he can't do that. What I want to make sure he understands is don't touch your sister's shit. <laughs> like if this is something you want, we'll get it for you. Yeah. <laughs> but don't touch your sister's shit. That's what I would actually yell at him about. But that's a very tricky one because you got to be careful what your message is. So, yeah. so my message I'll, would be two-parter. You're an asshole for taking your sister's stuff. You're not an asshole for using it. <laughs> got it. That's how I would so, say it. And you kind of dug into the actual story. So the actual story is – Son, uh, so daughter's 14, son is 12. So fairly young, but still, I mean, old enough to, to kind of start to experiment and figure out yep. what, you know, what, what you really want to be. Um, the problem is the daughter has a job and spends her hard-earned money on very expensive makeup. And the son is using, you know, these really expensive makeup palettes and lip oils and shit like that. So, so the parent was very specific to say, hey... Uh, yeah, you do you, but you can't use your sister's shit. You do you and you also buy you, like you go buy the stuff you want to use. So look, here's the other thing, right? Cause as, as brothers and sisters grow up and they start becoming the teenage years, a lot of times they, they grow apart a little bit, right? They have different expectations, different things they want to do. That's a good thing that could maybe bring the two of them together, like where he could have a discussion with her and mm-hmm. she could help him and they yeah. could, they could bond that way. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because like, look, the, the biggest thing for me is like in this day and age where being gay is still being prosecuted, there's just another fucking shooting yesterday at a a gay nightclub and I didn't do any reading of it. Right. The one thing is we're still not in a place, unfortunately, where people can be open and free about it. 
we're in a better place than we were 30 or 40 years ago, but we're still not in a, in a, a great place. So the, the fact of the matter is when the parents, like you still hear examples of parents kicking their kids out of the house because they're like, hey, mom or dad, I'm gay. And they're like, well, Super now you got to move out. You're dead to me. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, a, it's a very slippery slope on saying the right thing. Well, first of all, you need to feel the right thing, right? That's the first thing. And I think even if you are 100% on board with it, it's still so easy to say the wrong thing, right? Yeah. And where I see that especially is like this, the new usage of the word they, right? When somebody is they. Oh, don't get me started on I, pronouns. Yeah, <laughs> I still don't understand it. Like, I, that's what you want to do. That's what you want to say. Fine. But so like even somebody who's fully on board with it, I still don't know the right thing. So it's... And again, it's perception is reality. So you could tell your kid one thing and you mean it in the best possible way, but your kids take it a different way. And then you've possibly damaged that relationship for the rest of your life. Yeah, I really struggle with the pronoun thing. And my wife and I go back and forth on this. But And, and I, I really struggle with the they, them pronoun specifically because that's plural, right? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I kind of get it, but wouldn't the more correct pronoun be it? That's exactly what I said. So somebody brought this up the other day. And I'm like, look, I don't think this, I think it comes off as derogatory is why you wouldn't use it. But I'm like, let's think about this. I go, when somebody is pregnant and you don't know what the sex is at that you call time, it it. you <laughs> call it an it. I'm like, so why if you're using it later when somebody doesn't know what sex they are, they're somewhere in between. But I, I can understand it coming off as derogatory. I get that. So I don't know. There's not many yeah. things I understand. Anyways. Uh, yeah. So parent not the asshole because i think they dealt with it the right way which is look you do you don't steal your sister shit <laughs> yeah perfect all right all right I think david we learned something today michael i think we grew as human beings i think you and i are better people for it oh who the fuck am i kidding we are still horrible horrible i was beings. assuming you meant that we had to have turkey at thanksgiving that's the part you're talking about we learned something yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly it yeah glad all you right. paid with attention this whole time <laughs> <laughs> with that i'm michael carter I'm David Michael. And we are ridiculously bored. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> what happened? You didn't even try. <laughs>